0: I'm Greetings, one and all, and welcome back to another episode of Cast Iron, the podcast all about rock and metal. I am Lewis Clark, uh, previously of UK Scum Scene and currently doing Sega Driven, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend Alan Williamson. Hello, Alan. Hello, Lewis. How are you? Not bad, buddy. Not bad. Um, Yeah, I'm very much excited to talk about Gojira, which is uh, today's episode. We are dealing with Gojira's... From Mars to Sirius. So then, some top-of-the-show business, because I wanted to talk about something a little bit more current at the start of this one, because it's currently in my mind, and okay. I feel like um, it's something that we should really talk about, because it is an artist we have dealt with previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of days ago, uh, we unfortunately lost the wonderfully talented Joey Jordison, uh, who is the a original drummer and forming member of Slipknot. Um Possibly one of the most influential drummers of all time, especially in mod in regards to modern metal. Um, kind of cut me up quite a bit, to be honest with you. Um, it's an absolute sh- massive shame that someone is uh, passing at 46 years old and uh, having such an influence as that man has. Um, but yeah, I wanted to mention that straight off the bat because, uh, like I say, we did do a Slipknot episode. Yeah, Back in the day, um, and yeah, it's one of my favourites, and I have definitely grown up around that man's music, and yeah, I think it's a real, real shame. We also lost um, ZZ Top's Dusty Hill um, from, um, I think that was either yesterday or the day before, um, which is, an, again, another massive blow to, to rock music, um, possibly one of the most influential bassists, and... Certainly one of the most iconic. You will not think of ZZ Top and not think of That Man's Beard. So, um, (laughs) yeah, a a huge, huge shame. Um, Some of the the most high-profile losses I think heavy music has had for quite a while. Um, And I really wanted to just dedicate this episode to them, uh, even though it's obviously a little bit unrelated in regards to the artists in general. But I think it all comes under the same sphere of heavy music. And, um, yeah, I, I think... I mean, I know me and you definitely have an affinity for Slipknot and mm-hmm. early stuff in particular. Um, but like, yeah, I don't think we've ever spoken about uh, ZZ Top <laughs> on on the show before. No, but it's it's um, not outside
1: the not outside the realms of possibility. And we and we no, did no. cover um, we cover Van Halen recently, and that was off the back we of, did, it, indeed. of another did indeed. famous um, another famous passing in the in the world of rock and metal. It's, yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: It's an interesting time and i remember whenever david bowie died um yeah i i read you know loads of obituaries and comments around bowie right course, was of a course. guy was an icon um but whenever they it was the outpourings of grief you know somebody had said um something along the lines of you know why why are there so many like famous people dying right now and the answer mm. is because there's more of them yeah absolutely And and so Compared to, you know, I don't know, Elvis died and so and so died, and you just had fewer famous artists. Yeah. And absolutely. we're now hitting the stage where, you know, everyone that we grew up listening to is burning out from mental health issues or drug abuse issues yep. or anything like that, which is, you know, obviously very prevalent in rock and metal music. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and one of the things we've spoken about before is we did a Van Halen episode off the back of. Eddie Van Halen, and I think that was yep. the that was really the inspiration for us to do that episode. And the Yep, absolutely. But it would be quite easy for us to just go, "Who's died this week?"
0: and do an yeah, episode absolutely. Of that, which is really, well, yeah. it's really sad. But absolutely. I mean, in December we lost um, Alexi Laiho, didn't we, as well from Children yeah, of Bodom? Yeah, and, yeah, and um, and, 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 yeah. and that would be you know the the Bodom tribute was. Um, Jess and
1: I uh redid one of the flower beds outside the house at Easter and we just oh, yeah. had um Bodum blasting through the little um <laughs> the little Bluetooth speaker. I don't think the next door oh, neighbours were particularly impressed, but uh <laughs> it was just the energy I needed to cut through the um the massive Absolutely. pieces of turf. But the I guess what we I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, we we readily acknowledge and appreciate that there's a lot of hurt going on. Yeah. Um and whenever we do future episodes you know, we're, we're going to want to do a Children of Bodom episode at some point. I'm of course. I'm totally up for doing his Easy Top episode, but absolutely,
0: we're going to try to not be reactive about it. No, of course. And, and it would be extremely remiss of us to just, you know, base all our choices on just what is happening currently, because it just means that we miss an awful lot of fantastic music and, you know, artists that are still current and, like... It, 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 it would be an absolute drag on our listeners as well to just be, hey, reminded of a passing every single episode. So, um, yeah. be morbid like, enough, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Because, like you say, there, there are a lot more, you know, popular musicians and artists and bands and things nowadays, and I mean, uh, Joey and Dusty are from t- completely two different generations, but they're both massively influential for different reasons. I mean, Slipknot, obviously, one of those bands that really broke heavy music into the mainstream. I mean, they had a mm-hmm. UK number one album in 2001. That's pretty crazy. Uh, ZZ Tops, again, like one of the big uh, MTV generation bands, you know, they, they, they would have been around since 1970. But they only really broke until the 80s Because of music videos And having an iconic look So, it again, completely influential bands And really, really important to music In general, but they have spurned on A wave of artists and musicians And bands that are You know, all beholden to them as well And it would be remiss of us To ignore all of that as well But it's very important, I think, that we recognise um, Artists and Influences that are, are, you know, important to us And again a real shame um for both of those musicians um but like at the same time it's nice to be able to to just say look you know th- these are these are important musicians and we we do, we they we owe them a lot and obviously many of the artists that we talk about do as well um so yeah let's talk about gojira <laughs> um so then this is technically my introduction to the band gojira that uh, so was going to be my were, first question. Was um, yeah. what do you what do you know about Gujira? Mm. I mean, um, I know that they are possibly one of the most influential bands um, currently going. <laughs> they are they have been pretty much consistently active since the uh, ninety six. But the first album came out in two thousand one. Um, I know that they are massively popular, big festival headliner sort of act now, yeah. um, and. I have bizarrely somehow passed, they've just completely passed me by for whatever reason, never really given them a proper checkout. Um, but I was, you know, seeing music videos and stuff of the latest album. Uh, I think I was the sending you them all going, get a load of this, get a load yeah, of this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm just being really struck by how, um, intense and heavy they were for such a big band, you know, like, um, it, it didn't feel like they were. They don't feel like they would substituted any sort of commercial <laughs> viabilities yeah. to be in the position that they are now. Um, well, th- which is I mean, I think exciting. I think
1: to some extent their sound has certainly evolved from this record to the most recent ones, and we and we'll get into that. And they have a an interesting, unique sound that's quite hard to define. And yeah. certainly, their their first album, Terra Incognita, is essentially straight up death metal, and it's it's, it's it's fine. It's fine. I only listened to it for the first time last weekend, and it was it was fine. Uh, But their signature style I would describe as quite a bit of death metal becomes a bit more proggy over time. There's definitely a bit of groove metal to that absolutely sound as well. So you've got that you've got a little bit of a little bit of machine head in there. Um, People often make comparisons to to Meshuggah as well, but I I mean I'd say. I'm not really hearing it. Certainly not in this album, but no, no, definitely a bit of groove, bit of sludginess as well. And there's yep. there's a similarity, I would say, to some of the earlier Mastodon stuff. Yes, um, absolutely,
0: absolutely. Um, but they
1: but they've got a very signature sound, mm-hmm. and the signature sound is a lot of pinch harmonics, a lot of pick yep. slides, yep. slightly swampy chugging riffs, and yep. um, absolutely nutty drumming polyrhythms from uh, <laughs> yep. Mario Plantier. So yep. I should probably talk about the. The band itself, so Gujira, um, are a bunch of um, French vegan animal rights activists. So obviously, I can't yep. really relate to them. Yeah. <laughs> <Twitter>. <laughs> but um, they are de Plantier, who's the he's the vocalist, and yep. he does rhythm guitar. And his brother Mario Plantier, who's on the drums. And you've got uh, Christian Andrea, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, and uh, Jean-Michel mm. Labadie, who's the bassist, um, and. As you said, Lewis, they've been going since 1996. The name Gojira is their Japanese name for Godzilla, and yep. so we're coming at them um, in from Mars to Sirius, which was, I think, that was probably their breakout album to some extent. Yeah, and then after that, they did an album called The Way of All Flesh. Then they signed to Roadrunner, um, and then I think you could say that their their sound became a little more mainstream metal. From right. that point on, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Just in no, a, no, no. That's that's the facts. And um, and is, a, I would say a particularly difficult album to listen to because mm-hmm. their um, Duplantier's mother died while they were recording Magma. Oh, okay. And um, and that album is. Like it's it's very much a sort of grieving process. Put yeah, the record, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and their latest album came out earlier this year. It's called Fortitude, yep. mm-hmm. um, and it's pretty much the opposite. And they they intentionally said with Fortitude they were going for a more optimistic, upbeat yeah. sound to it, while still keeping the the standard. Um, I guess all the, all the Gajera bitch you you know and love. Yeah. Yep. So. Compared to you, I am I am pretty pretty damn familiar with Gujira. Certainly, yep. their their latest two albums I've sort of had fortitude on repeat since it came out, mm-hmm. um, and I would definitely consider myself a fan. But the the thing that's going to make this an interesting episode is that I've always struggled to get into From Mars to Sirius, okay. And so I was really happy that we picked this album to discuss because okay. it forced me to to get into it more. And yep. to analyze it and and think about why I have bounced off it in a way that I haven't with any of their subsequent albums. Interesting, interesting. Um, so I think I think we'll have a I think we'll have an interesting discussion about it. Um, yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, well, certainly, certainly hope so. Otherwise, you know, feel free to delete this podcast and something <laughs> else. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. And like I say, this is um, completely, you know, as as records go, this is a complete first impression for me. Like I say, the only thing I'd heard prior to this was a few singles off Fortitude and um, very much enjoyed what I heard. And just sort of those singles in particular really sort of hit home as to why we needed to do this episode. Because it feels like a big hole in my sort of heavy music listening. Um, I've only ever, ever heard great things about Gojira and um, I really liked what I heard. So it, it seemed sensible to, to take that a step further and actually do an episode on them. Because um, this is now proper discovery time. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, before we go into the album, I have one fact from Wikipedia for you.
1: Okay. Gojira holds the record for the loudest concert and sound ever recorded at the Stade de France. Blimey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were, we were talking place. before the show about... Um, You know, upcoming birthdays and people's ages. And Mm. as somebody who's uh, coming up in their mid-30s, the idea of the loudest sound ever recorded makes me grimace a little bit. It makes (laughs) me want to push in my little earplugs because I I want to still be able to hear when I'm like 40.
0: Oh, God, I've been going to gigs with earplugs for quite a few years now. I am definitely protecting those ears, as everybody should, because um, gigs are loud. Gigs are quite abrasive places to put your uh, hearing through. And, um, yeah, please protect your ears because... Yeah, I've been going to gigs since 2001 now and sometimes I come back and the old tinnitus uh, definitely mm-hmm. seems to take a little bit longer and longer to, to, to clear up and the last thing I want to do is give myself permanent tinnitus so um, yeah, yeah, you don't uh, want, you don't want got that to protect, um, got to protect the old ears well, uh,
1: Cast Iron This Week is sponsored by uh, Amazon's cheapest earplugs <laughs> give your ears a hug with- absolutely Mr. Mr. Blocker's earplugs.
0: <laughs> oh, good stuff, good stuff. Right, guys, let's get into this. So, yes, this is from Master Series from 2005. It is technically Gajira's third record, and um, yeah, it is quite an introduction to a band. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, we start with track one, which is Ocean Planet. <laughs>
2: I'm in a mental cage I'm locked up Imprisoned i with death like Sickening Strong as you hold on my Resignation I Don't see the stars My memories are
0: drowned And I'm going to be honest, I instantly fell in love with this guitar tone. (laughs) Um, The guitar on this album is dirty and crunchy and raw and aggressive and, oh, it is good stuff. Um, There's a lovely double bass section in this song at three minutes in, um, which I really enjoyed. There's an awful lot of groove and sort of like... Despite the songs are pretty, you know, they 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 have a pretty intense pace most of the time. Um, Despite the fact that they're pummeling you with double bass work an awful lot of the time, they are they are moving in a way that is quite easy to pass. Um, They're not absolutely balls to the wall black metal sort of, you know, like like we've experienced with um, Emperor, for example. It's it's a lot more um, subdued, a little bit more. Um, groovy and a little bit more melodic, um, mm-hmm. but the vocals are almost entirely screamed. Um, there is a little bit of a shift towards the end of this song, where um, Joe sort of his vocals shift from being completely screamed to more of a sort of melodic yelling. I suppose is what I'd say. Yeah, I think
1: I think melodic yelling is a really good way of yeah of de- describing it, and that I mean that's essentially his his signature style yeah, um yeah. that he's kept through every album there's a little bit of clean singing in this but um Absolutely. I'm not even sure if it, I'm not even sure if it's Joe somebody is doing clean clean singing in this record let's hold yeah, up, yeah yeah it yeah, um, yeah. he's he's doing it all says so Joe's doing it all Okay um, okay So um, there you have it yeah this it has a very um, as you say it's got a surprisingly slow paced introduction I thought actually yeah, um, yeah, but it's a very sludgy sound, and it's got this bone crushing triplets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <isn't it good>? <laughs> 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 that that is probably the signature sound for Gorgiera in the album, absolutely, um, especially yeah. this track and um and the following track Backbone. Um, but it's um, yeah, it's quite slow paced, sort of swampy, chuggy, doomy. Um, yeah, no, that's got, another thing. But I it's also to got say, these yeah. like slightly hypnotic harmonics to it. it's going do- mm. do- 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 so it's, um, it, it's an interesting introduction because it's quite quite full on
0: Yeah, no, I, I think I very much enjoyed that about it, to be honest with you It proper grabs you by the balls and just like, right, okay, this is what we're about We're about staccato guitar work with pinch harmonics, we've got scream vocals, we've got crunchy guitar tones Really technically proficient drumming, song structures are pretty progressive um, Oh, I loved this Alan, I've got to say, I was very much on board from the get-go. This is a cracking opener to this album. How did you feel going back to it?
1: Um, I think it's hard to take this one in, isol- like, in isolation, and mm. that's um, and one of the things I find with this album is that it's a good tone. But it's quite a similar tone (laughs) throughout a lot of the songs yeah yeah, and and this is a long ass album this is one hour seven minutes long yeah and not to prejudice my overall remarks but this is probably too long an album but Mm -hmm. I think this is a this is a good opener um it definitely it definitely sets up uh what the next hour is going to be like yeah yeah um which is um mostly quite a pummeling heavy hard sound um, yeah yeah. with little bits of, of melody um yeah the other thing we should talk about is what on earth's going on with all these flying wheels. And um, <laughs> this, is, this is straight off of Wikipedia. Um, from Mars to Sirius is a concept album which relates the resurrection of a dead planet through an interplanetary quest, tackling environmental issues such as climate change and impacts on marine life, as well as broader themes of life, death, and rebirth. Prog! <laughs> and uh, Jude Plantier said he said that in some cultures Mars symbolises war and Sirius peace. I'm simplifying. It's a it is a journey of a state of war, even if in France we are preserved. I don't know what that means. But it can be a war within us, in our flesh, in our mind, a war with ourselves. Oh, love it. Um, so it's, um, we can talk a bit about, you know, the progginess of it. Yeah. But it's not necessarily what I would think of as prog No, actually, and, yeah, because
0: I guess... I think the strong songwriting is a bit progressive in that like it doesn't follow a traditional songwriting formula. But at the same time I don't think the songs do so much that I would say that they were tremendously progressive. I feel like there's often a riff or a hook or something that they sort of do come back to throughout the song. Um and Ocean Planet definitely has a riff that you know is constantly there. Um so yeah, it's not Difficult to pass. It's not something that you're going to have to take a few goes at before you can really understand. You know what it all has to offer and what it's trying to do. It, it's it's very. You can take this at face value and it's like, okay, yeah, this is, this is the Gojira sound. This is what they're going to do. Every song is going to be yeah, juggy and pinch harmonics and screaming and crunchy guitar and you know the drumming is going to be impressive.
1: And I think <laughs> yeah, and and a. I guess to to expand upon that point, whenever I talk about mm. you know, prog metal, I'm kind of thinking of something that has like distinct different sections. Yeah, yeah. And so you've got you know here's the main bit, here's the riff, and then it might change into something completely different, and then mm. it might go back to that, or it, or might go to a different thing. Yeah. This tends not to do that. Yeah, and it tends. And what this album of... tends to it, it it's an unconventional, as in it's not verse chorus verse. Certainly not yeah, that. Yeah. But where I think it's not quite proggy is that. Um, something like Ocean Planet, that's mm. pretty much the song. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these songs, once you've heard the first minute or so, mm. that essentially sets it up. And there are a few, yes, there are a few tracks where things change. Like, yeah, we'll we'll get to things like Heaviest Matter of the Universe later. But yeah. actually, it's kind of, here's the song, here's the theme, and away we go. And it goes mm. for a while. And yep. one of the... um so this is, um, what have people said it, but yeah, post-metal and avant-garde metal. I don't want to get into classification wars, mm-hmm. but I think what it does and, and where I can understand the connection to like avant-garde metal, like an Alceste, which is another French band type thing, is yep, yep. it's creating an atmosphere throughout. Mm. And I would consider it more like an atmospheric, conceptual, you know, creates a feeling within you throughout the whole album. Yeah, yeah. Whereas a prog metal album doesn't necessarily do that it might tell you a story, but it doesn't necessarily have to do that, but what it does have to do is usually like you know guitar wankery and it has to yep, yep. go from one bit to another bit to another bit and sort of change themes throughout the course of a song yeah, yeah. um so hopefully that makes sense and if it doesn't well you can you can edit me out <laughs> sure.
0: um
1: but I think it's a good it's a good introduction to the album no, um, I very much enjoyed it d- it definitely sets you up for for the the world the world to come. Oh, there's another song in this it? Huh.
0: It, <laughs> it doesn't set you up for a world of gone that's a totally different track but it sets you <laughs> up for the rest of the album absolutely absolutely right uh, the next track then which is Backbone
2: <laughs> all life, for i just myself and now from all what was wrong break and break them all, all the stars
0: Yep, I'm still loving this. (laughs) Great opening riff. Um, It does. I've never known how to describe it, but there's there's a particular picking style, which is that sort of. Yes, not sort of like galloping. It's something like a choppy sort of helicopter almost sound to
1: it. Yeah, Um, well, I guess it's it's like a. I mean, I. I, I described it as bone-crushing bone triplets. Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: That's yeah, that triplets um, thing. Yeah, totally. I really um, really, really enjoy
1: that. Like this is a Gojira classic. It's got a really punchy sound, and mm. unlike a lot of the songs in this album, it gets in and out. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely. a it's a bit more it's a bit more focused, mm. but it's got that kind of, <laughs> kind of that 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 to me is like this is the Gojira tone distilled you this is just like this is their style of metal Mm. it's kind of stompy it's got a lot of rhythm to it and they do different things like um there's a track on their latest album, 42, called Amazonia, which is like this with uh, mouth harps. <laughs> so it's okay. similar to sound, but it's got more of an oingy-boingy sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also a bit of, like, I think there's a bit of black metal in back. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. A, I picked up I on was, that. I was getting big Emperor vibes on the back yeah, half. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Now we get some tremolo picking around 1 minute 20, so instantly I was like, oh, yep, here we go. I'm on board. <laughs> um, big black metal blast beat section at 140 as well. Like, oh, just really, really good fun. Absolutely love this. Um, and then we also get just one of the dirtiest breakdowns at 3 minutes 30. Oh, what a breakdown. Love it. Really, really groovy. Um, yeah, no, I very much enjoyed Backbone. I think it's a fantastic song. Like, um, yeah, And very different to the previous track as well. There's a lot more going yeah. on in this song. It's not as like, right, well, here's your main riff. We're going to absolutely beat you down with that throughout the entire track. This one has sections and different bits and pieces going on and it, it, it picks up pace and it's got you know a real driving quality to it it's all oh, very good like like this a lot yeah can't can't say a bad word about this strong to be honest with you this is a track to mosh too isn't it mm, definitely definitely no really good fun really good fun um i don't know if you have any other comments on this one but like yeah i, I very much mm. came away from no this not, like, not
1: not really um yeah. I think the,
0: comment, the only other comment
1: I would have, which is in the context of some of the later tracks, which is, you know, I think this is the level of conciseness that I didn't get from later tracks in the album. Yeah, and that's I, fair. That's I, fair. I, and, and that and we'll, we'll come to that, but this kind of goes, here's the idea. It focuses on one riff or one section for as long as it needs to, and then it moves on to the next one. Yeah. So it's fair. a bit, it, it's more, I think it's more to the point and, and punchy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and, and, well. uh, and, I, and I really like that a bit, though.
0: No, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so moving on, then we get track three, which is From the Sky. I'm
2: falling for sound. There were some flight. And then a storm of time and place of and Earth struck, created of time in water life.
0: Instantly onto a tremolo pick riff, lots of double bass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I, um,
0: I've, I've used the word tremolo a lot in my notes. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, guitar work is really interesting and quite kind of creative on this track. Um, we get those. So, what do you call it? That weird sort of squeaky slide effect. I, I, yeah,
1: it it's so it's. Um, I mean, that's what it is. I guess it's a, it's a it's a it's a slide, but mm-hmm. it. it but it sounds like yeah, he's it's, tr- it's, it's, strumming it's down a really high pitched sort of like, yeah. yes, that you'll have to you have to cut it in, but it's yeah. So you kind of get the the main, <laughs> and
2: attain
1: and attain and attain and attain you get that big sludgy riff, and then yep. you get the, wow, 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 They love that noise, and it is they love that noise. and if you hear <laughs> that noise, you you don't bother listening to any more Gujira. But I really <laughs>
0: like that noise. Yeah, same, same. I um, think it's quite a unique little sound. I thought initially it was. I I see a lot of people. So you know, between the the headstock on a guitar and the first fret. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll see people sort of strum across The the, uh, the strings Just bef- between there And it creates a very sort of high pitch Like noise And people kind of use that as a very sort of Similar thing to like a pinch harmonic um, But just as like a percussive Thing almost you know it, it gives it a little Like just burst of Like high pitched noise Um and I thought it was that at first, but like, but you can sort of hear the pick go down the strings like a strum. So I think it's just a high-pitched, you know, it's it's higher up the strings and they're just doing this really sort of like high burst of strum. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really weird, interesting, unique sound that they go yeah. back to and I, I really liked it. I think it was quite a nice little punctuation on the end of certain riffs and bars and things like that they yeah. use it quite sparingly but it is very much their
1: very much their signature sound as they the pick slide in the middle of the riff yeah, and also yeah. they that thr, 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 that comes yeah, up in yeah. quite a lot of their their songs Yeah, um, yeah. this one another big sludgy riff we yeah. got slides we got double bass drumming it's really intense but it's also quite melodic yeah um yeah. and um we should have introduced it as
2: From the sky, which is a lot
1: (laughs) in this, yeah, Um,
0: yeah. I tell you what, there's a lot of um, the entire song. Like the drummer is just constantly doing a double bass (laughs) roll, just the whole whole time. And I'm like, God, this must be exhausting to play. (laughs) He is one of the he's one of the most
1: uh,
0: frantic and technically excellent drummers of um, of recent memory, I would Hmm. say. Yeah, no. I think that's the one detriment to this song. I think is that maybe they could have done a little bit more with the drumming on this one. I know, like, it's an incredible performance. Don't get me wrong, and I love me some double bass. I love me some metal, and you know they both go hand in hand. But like, it's pretty incessant through this entire track. It, it, it really doesn't sort of like break up into, uh, into different fills or different like patterns and things like that. Um, but. I was enjoying it for what, for what it is, but it's, it's the only thing I'd say is that maybe it, it's a little bit too, too heavy on the double bass on this song, tron- on this song. But again, I get another tremolo pick rift at 420. So that's exactly what I'm about. So, uh, yeah, very much enjoy it from the sky. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed it too. It's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's
0: one of the more, definitely one of the more memorable tracks in the album. Mm, for sure, for sure. But yeah, good stuff. Really enjoyed that again. Um, that's, you know, three for three. <laughs> very much enjoyed this record so far. Uh, We then move on to Unicorn... which is nothing remarkable. It's basically a little instrumental before we get into Where Dragons Dwell. Did a little twinkly downbeat guitar break before the next song proper is. I didn't even write notes Newton Unicorn, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah it's just a yeah, nice yeah. little break. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, then we get into the actual song proper. Um, it's Where Dragons Dwell. is a lot more doomy compared to what's yes, come before. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I,
1: I had I doomy as well, mm, yeah. for sure, for sure. I
0: really like that influence on their sound. Actually, I think that that really works well with their guitar tone, um, especially sort of the groovier sort of side of their songwriting. It's nice to have a big doomy riff, or really, uh, really um, helps break it up as well. We've had quite an incessant heavy selection of songs to begin with and now we're, we're starting to see a little bit of a change in pace which is nice to see um oh it doesn't last particularly long <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, so uh 1 no, ten, no, we get double bass again and tremolo picking again so back on board with the heaviness really enjoying it
1: and again Two- you've got that strange like is that is that the pinch harmonic sound
0: um I'm not too sure if it's pinch harmonics or if they're still doing that sort of the slide. high-pitched slide. Yeah, yeah. But
1: it's a it's a really uh, you need to, you'll need similar, to cut it in, isn't it? Because I can't I can't make sound. all the guitar noises. But it's mm. there's a yeah, it's just a really weird, really weird harmonic sound, and mm. it's a sound of Mastodon use as well. Actually, they use it on um, they use it on I think it's the last Baron of um, Crack the Sky. They use that oh, okay. kind of yeah, uh, yeah. kind of slightly warped over yeah. driven i don't know what's going on but it's, co- yeah. it's cool sound it's it but, is, it's again, really weird and
0: creative again and they're not like um
1: it. and this is where i guess the progginess comes in they're not gujira aren't really they're creating a lot of interesting atmospherics and lots yeah, of yeah. we. they're doing a lot of weird shit with the guitar mm. um so there's there's just plenty to, to sink your teeth into there but that's that's where the progginess it's it, it, they're doing a lot of unusual stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say this song in particular definitely feels like a prog track more than more than the others that have come before it, because we get this constant shift between the pace of the song, you know, at two minutes we go back to the slower pace after the heavy section. Really interesting structure, and appreciate that sort of progressive songwriting after just the pummeling that we had from From the Sky as well. I think it's a really, really interesting thing. Also, we get more of that sort of melodic yelling at the end of the track as well. It's yeah. It reminds me a lot of Devin Townsend vocals, actually. Um, it's got that sort of quality to it yeah. where it's like um, yeah. yelled, but there's some melody in there. You know, it's this nice sort of like heat-driven vocal. I think it's really, really good. Um, yeah, again, I'm... Very much on board. Loving this Gojira stuff. It's really, really good fun.
1: Um, I do think with this one, it's a bit long. I think it yeah, could have been yeah. about a minute, a minute shorter at least. Yeah. And this yeah. is where I think this is where it's almost not proggy enough. Yeah. Because um, I, I feel like with some of these ideas and
0: themes in this, day, they 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 outstay their welcome a little bit.
2: Mm.
0: But I suppose again, that's that doom influence, isn't it? Is like, um, you, you yeah, know, you you go I mean, to that groove and and absolutely bash it into Plead submission <laughs> yeah
1: it's a bit like it's a bit like the, the hymn album Venus Doom where every song is much much longer
0: than yeah, yeah, the other yeah. hymn album exactly yeah, yeah. no for sure um, we then move on to track six which uh, is called The Heaviest Matter of the Universe yeah. The heaviest matter of the universe. (laughs) It's an apt song for a for for a song with that title. To be honest with you, another big doomy riff. Yeah, the heaviest the heaviest song of the album (laughs) for sure, for sure. Again, um, another big doomy groovy riff at the start of this one. Um, two minutes fifty. Sorry, Uh, we get the first time we actually get some clean singing. Uh, really nice and weird and creepy, and it adds to this atmosphere it's creating. I really really enjoyed that. Works really well with the weird guitar work. I think it's it just creates this really sort of unsettling, unnerving atmosphere, which is very, very good. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I I absolutely love the the
1: complete change in yeah, yeah. about things. Yeah. two minutes, thirty, two minutes, forty. We get that bang, bang, bang yeah. that kind of bouncy, totally. boingy sound to it, and then the clean vocals come in. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of prog I want.
0: Yeah, the
1: kind of prog out is like, ah, hey, you're getting used to that Fuck you. Here's something different. Get a load of this. That's that so I I really really enjoyed that change. Yeah, no uh, sure. Great, great harmony to it, and even in the 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 earlier bit of the track when you're being completely pummeled again, there's a lot there's there's a lot of good harmony in there. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: There's there's never any sort of like lack of melody or hook or something with this record. It's, there's always a nice big chunky riff or just just yeah, like you know, there's something always there to got to hold on to. And sure, they might. Hold on to those riffs a little bit too long, <laughs> but at the same time, I think they're good enough for for they're good enough for me to stay engaged with this record, and I I, I definitely did from so from start to finish. I was very much on board with um yeah the, the 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 melody and the grooves and the riffs. They're all they're all good enough for what they needed to do, and not that I'm saying that this record is good enough. I think it's a fantastic record, Um but yeah, like. As as you've mentioned, maybe the songs go a little bit long, a little bit too long. Little, beat those beat those riffs into a submission just a tad, but um, they're they're perfectly serviceable to 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 hold the length of the song for me personally. I, I was very much enjoying it, but yeah, another fantastic track. Really, really like yeah, the well, doing th- this
1: one's not this one's not too long. This no, not right. at all. in fact, I, I could I could have gone the the onigibungi bit probably. I don't yeah. know for a further fifteen minutes. It was yeah. that
0: good. No, for sure, I think now when we get into the back half, um we do finally mm-hmm. hit these songs where it's just a bit like, all right, can we perhaps rein it in a little bit, lads
1: <laughs> the so the four longest songs on the album, more or less, are all in the back half of the album, yeah, yeah, um and and I think you know we'll, we'll get a more into it more in individual tracks, and the, the the ones I think work, and the ones I think are a bit too samey.
0: yeah, yeah,
1: um but. I think one of the reasons that I struggled to get into this back in the day, is just because it's a it's a lot to take in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's a it's a it's a long length of time, and it's a long length of time to listen to the same riff and the same idea. Yeah, yeah. And I, and that's where I think that um, I think they get away with it in the front half, which is probably like, I think is almost inarguably stronger than the back half mm, for sure. But I think that but I think that um, they uh, it's. Whenever you start to hear the same thing over and over and over again, yep, yep. even if it's a even if it's a really interesting sound, mm. your attention starts to drift. Of course, of I think course. that's essentially what yeah. I think that's essentially what happened with me back in the day. Yeah. And when I came back to this, I was like, "Hey, these songs are really good. Mm. Why why don't why don't I remember them? Why do I have to keep reminding myself yeah. which one's which?" You know, it's and I, and I think that is just because if they're all a little bit a little bit more a little bit more is left on the the cutting room floor, yeah, so yeah. to speak. No, for um, sure. Uh, and there was a, cu- and we're not talking, you know, ditch ditch all these songs. Yeah. I'm just saying drain it in a little bit. And that and that is what they do in their later albums. Mm. And I think that's what that's what I that's why I think, you know, Way of All Flesh is probably an even an even better record overall. Yeah. Is yeah. that they're not they're not taking the piss with tracks that are nearly eight minutes long. Yeah, yeah. Um well I'm looking at the track list now and there's one that's nearly ten minutes long, just yeah. ignore that. But they <laughs> definitely I think over their later albums, they definitely refined things a little bit, yeah, and yeah. they they're better at concentrating the signature sound into more punchier, accessible, but also I think ultimately more successful um, tracks.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um,
1: I, and not everyone's going to agree with me, but that's that 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 is how I feel. And if you don't like it, you can start your own podcast.
0: <laughs> hey, look, it's all good. We've got to, we've got to agree to disagree sometimes, right? It's all good. Um, so let's talk Flying Wheels. Yeah. which is not the title track, but I suppose it's the album arch track, right? (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, so obviously quite heavily featured on the cover. Um, So this has a bit more of a stripped back and more gentler guitar lead intro um, with some whale noises, obviously. The song's called Flying Whales. Um, Okay, so are they whale noises
1: or is it someone doing it on the guitar? Because I'm not (laughs) quite sure.
2: Mm,
1: And if if anyone's
0: going to be able to do it, It'd be good, year, yeah, yeah. No, that that I've never, I didn't think about that to be honest with you. I kind of just thought it was samples, but like, um, if they are done with a guitar, that's an impressive little feat that you're peeling off there because they, they do sound very legit. Um, but yeah, this is has more of a slower build. This song to its to its heaviness it takes until about two minutes. Four E four, I think I put down as before things really kick into gear. And then we get that nice cool yep. groovy riff again. We get the yeah,
1: melody I I think this track I, I actually wrote that this track is and I'm not saying it sounds the same as it. I'm saying it the the way it's compositionally done it's kind of like this album's version of like the jester's dance or something yeah yeah i can see where, where you're getting you, on yeah, yeah, yeah. we get pummeled for a few tracks and you go oh this is this is a surprisingly nice instrumental groove yeah yeah no, um, completely. and then and then you get a very very catchy um main riff mm-hmm. this is where it starts to get really proggy and space rocky and yeah, you know yeah. i have to find the wheels
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's great like no honestly again very much enjoyed flying whales. I think it's a fantastic track. I can see, you know, thematically why you'd want to include some sort of nod to it on the artwork and stuff. I think it's um, yeah, really striking little song. And I like again that it, you know does something different. We get like instrumentation is quite stripped back at the start of this. It's not so instantly right. Okay, here's our big crunchy pummely riff straight away. It's um, it, it builds to its to its heaviness, and I think it makes it more impactful as a result. Um, yeah, no, really good song. Really, really good song.
1: It also has probably the most w- brutal um, scream on the album. Oh yeah, he's talking about the he's talking about the flying whales that he can see, and he he doesn't. And, and the words are it's just like I can't believe my eyes, but it's true. But the truth is like,
2: <laughs>
0: yes,
1: it's just like wow. Well, okay, you, it clearly is true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good on him. Good
1: on. I do think. Once you get past the bit about where he's singing I can see the wheels and it's yeah. more like what how did you describe it, the melodic yelling. Yeah. I do think around the five minute mark it's like okay, we're back to the same idea again as the previous tracks. Yeah. yeah. We're and back to the we're back to the double bass and we're back to the drum 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 drum. It's like yes, that still sounds good, but it doesn't sound that different yeah, to the last yeah. couple no, of tracks. I get it completely. And
0: I think it's probably the weakness of this record, isn't it? Like just the return to ideas that we've already kind of yeah beaten to death <laughs> throughout the song, you know, it's like we could have cut it short there, you know, and it would have been a perfectly effective little song. Um so yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, We've got another breakdown near the end and
1: I mean again it's it's like, yeah, okay. So I think this to me is an example of a track, it's like, could this been a little bit shorter? Yeah, yeah. And and, and the thump thump thrump sound is very good. Yeah. But it was also very good in backbone and it was more successful there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see what you get now. And that's
1: yeah. and that's all. And I don't mean to be mean about it. No, um, no, no. But like I as it's we've a band said, I really like and a, yeah. an album I really like on the whole, yeah. but that's from a bit like no, oh, okay. It's where we've
0: got the we got the thrum 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 yeah, again. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. But like, yeah, it's it's it Gajira totally have a house style for this record, you know, like and it's and yeah. uh, the songs do often return to the sort of groovy death metal meets prog you know melody through a little bit of screamy vocals you know it's they love that triplets riff kind of thing sound and the drumming's always very intense it's it, yeah there's there's only so much you can do with that style right but like at the same time i think yeah. there is there is some things that they could have done to maybe break it up a little bit just so that it ebbed and flowed a little nicer instead of it just being so incessant on being that sound the entire record for for sure
1: um so speaking of um the incessant sound um, (laughs) the next track is in the wilderness and this is a weird one because i i think it's just one similar sounding song too many
0: Okay, yeah. At yeah. least for the first half. Mm. I think probably this one has the most outright death metal start to a song on the record. Um heavy on the double bass drumming, accompanied by a really dirty down downtow riff I really like the sound, don't get me wrong, I I I I really like their house style. I think it's great. Um big lovely doomy groove, once we get out of the, the death metal start. Um it stops being so intense. You get more of that scrape, that noise on this one yeah. as well, comes back in around three minutes. It's a lot of what you've already heard, basically, with this song. And, hey, I've liked what I've already heard, so I still quite liked In the Wilderness. But it, I think at this point in the album, for sure, you're going to hit a, maybe a little bit of a wall with the uh, just incessantness of it. It's like, okay, yeah, we've we've heard this, guys. You know, We need a little bit of mixing it up now to, to, to keep us engaged and okay. As much as I liked in the wilderness, I think yeah, yeah you def I think you would be flagging at this point in the record. Um,
1: Look, I think it's a really good song in isolation for sure, for sure. I just feel like it's. I just feel like it's one too many for mm. this point in this album. Yeah. Having said that, I really like the outro breakdown. Mm-hmm. When he did that bit. Yeah, yep. that is very catchy for sure. And and where I think it would be a bit more w- what I would call proggy would be. You could take that idea and you could staple it onto the end of flying whales.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's it would work really well. Yeah.
1: You'd have yeah. a track with really, really good ideas on it that justified its existence. Yeah, yeah. And then you could move on to the next thing. Absolutely. And that's, and that's the difference with this, I think, is if you – I think if you just – yeah – Smushed a couple of ideas together, mm. blended it in, yep. and, and and chopped a couple of tracks off and a couple of minutes off. Yeah, yep. you'd have a you'd have a much more mature album, and in some ways, I think for Mars to Sirius, is a kind of transitional album. Yeah, yeah. Is, is Gugjera really finding out what their sound is? Yep. And I haven't listened to the link. And you know, it'd be poetically nice if that was the the, the transitional album. But mm. I have no way of commenting. But certainly with Terra Incognita, yeah, it doesn't doesn't sound particularly Gujira to me, whereas this does. Yeah, yeah, no, for um, sure. And I think this is. I think this is really them pushing it to the limits in order to later rein it in, and, yeah you yeah. think about you know what what makes uh you know what makes an album in their style and what can yep. they get away with and, and where are they going too hard
0: no definitely um, definitely
1: but um but yeah, like for me that definitely in the wilderness is, is pr- probably
0: one of the weaker tracks in the album that's fair, that's fair. I still really much enjoyed it, but like you say it is it is definitely doing a lot of what's already done been done before and um yeah, it's a long old record, so it definitely uh, adds to that feeling of, oh, God, this is a bit exhausting now. Um, cool. I'm gonna track 9 then, which is Worlds to
2: Come. I'm by a lake, but it's not on the, sun. the water is so clear, and the-
0: Speaking of songs that don't really justify their length, <laughs> um, this has an interesting change in style and sound. Uh, we get quite a bluesy sort of old school heavy metal introduction to this track with more melodic I melody. I think it
1: sounds like a it nin- sounds like a nineties Metallica album.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can hear that as well. Totally, absolutely. <laughs> uh, more melody in the vocals as a result. Um, a lot more reserved mm-hmm. in its instrumentation, and as a result, it doesn't have the same dynamism as the previous track. I think it plays almost out like an interlude but it's seven minutes long <laughs> uh, yeah doesn't and, have an awful and i lot of really ideas, like yeah. that riff
1: i oh. love that bluesy bendy it's an awesome sound it's an awesome sound quite a quite a, a, a languid luxurious slow burn kind of sound and i and i love the stylistic change yeah, yeah because i've sure, just sure. i've just been complaining but i've been pummeled by thrum 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 yep, yep. for another eight minutes yep. so i really like the change mm. um Against a little bit too short. It's a little bit too long. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. It's not too short. It's not too short. Oh, please, please, go year, Don't make it, it longer.
0: Long. It needed to be partnered with something else. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I think it's a really nice. Um, it's a really nice change of tone and a nice change of pace. Mm. Um, so I actually, I
0: actually quite, quite like this one. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I just, I just didn't think it did enough for its, its runtime. To be honest with you, I, I, I like the change in, in tone and sound, and I think it's an interesting shift in, in sound and atmosphere, but. It's it's just the same thing for seven minutes. It needed to be partnered up with something else to, to really sort of make it stand out and have some sort of lasting effect, because, oof, yeah, this is a slog at seven minutes long. Unfortunately, I just I just wanted um, I wanted it to change and um, it didn't. <laughs> so uh, yeah, not my favourite by any means. Um,
1: I am finding it really interesting, like what you and I can tolerate in terms of length.
0: See, it's strange,
1: isn't uh, it? I, and I, it's because because I, I actually like I I didn't think this was too bad because it does eventually change into something else, mm. and I think the thing that it changes into is different to what we've heard before.
0: Yeah, no, I don't. Um, for me, whereas, it felt whereas like you were know, in the
1: wilderness, I was like, "Fuck me, this is exhausting." But you actually,
0: saying, yeah, it's yeah, pretty good. I, I like, like I really, really liked the wilderness, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah obviously coming at this at different angles again.
1: It does mean whenever we do the you know the inevitable. Dream Theater episode. It's Ooh. gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tread lightly for you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> that's that's. But it, yeah, I think it, it's just a difference in what we, what our individual tastes are. I guess and, so. And yeah, what we yeah. can, what we can tolerate. I for guess. For sure. For sure. Um, but um, yeah. Uh, this is the. This is why. This is why I hear it. say. It's a. This is the, the narcissism of small differences. <laughs> given that we just talk about how much we love most of the stuff and we're generally in Absolutely. agreement this is one of those th- this is interesting because yeah, this yeah.
0: album's establishing a bit of their
1: bit of the frictions no it's good are.
0: hey look what what fun would this podcast be if there wasn't any friction between us right <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you, yeah you wouldn't angles. want to do the you wouldn't want to do the um the sonic the hedgehog
1: podcast with oh Alan well we just it's like where we just list the same it's songs good. that we all it's love <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah yeah maybe we should uh maybe we should try and get Jun Sinoy on sometime like the, oh uh, imagine imagine Sonic Adventure special <laughs> oh man oh anyway well we can well let's not fantasize about um, the world the world to come um, as we try and get Crush 40 onto the <laughs> podcast uh, <laughs> uh, so next up we have From Mars
2: To come from the red place in the sky I thought I have
1: lost my reason and I'm made sense. From up there I will see where I'm from and where And this is so proggy. This is so space rocky. This yeah. is this is um I, I I really like this as a a Weird intro, and let's yeah. I'm gonna have to look up the, the weird lyric. Um, it's like I just looked myself straight in the eye. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like that's anything like it's getting a bit like um, bit bit tully, like yeah, you know, yeah, prying sure, open my sure. third eye kind of yeah. weirdness. Yeah, no, um, it,
0: it very much is supposed to partner with the next song, isn't it? It's, it's the introduction, um, it's mm-hmm. another sort of noodly guitar instrumental, some breathy vocals. Um, it, it yeah, creates an atmosphere, does what it needs to do. Um, but very much leads into too serious. Uh, and we get back into that very heavy, very down tune, groovy riff. Yeah, um, and we, yeah. And
1: this is it. Like, we go, okay, we're back to the same thing again. Yeah. yeah. Um, except for the what I've described as the Zach Wild riff. Oh, right. Okay. Which is that. Which to me is very. Very Black Label Society kind sure, of sound. Sure. Very. Um, and if you're not familiar with um, Zach Wilde, he, he's like one of sort Of Ozzy Osbourne's house guitarists for a while post Sabbath, um, so you've you've almost certainly heard some Zach Wilde stuff. My brother's actually met Zach Wilde really, okay. Once. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, He didn't he,
1: look as like he didn't look quite as metal as I thought he would be. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Daniel, the brother who um, is responsible for the, the cast iron introductory music, yep. has met Zach Wilde.
0: Oh, there you go, there you go. He always struck so, me as a so, very down to earth individual. He always seems like a, a nice, approachable lad, so
1: um <laughs> i think you're probably the only person to ever describe zach Wells is a nice approachable lad.
0: <laughs> i've seen so many interviews and just band. like oh he's he's, he's lovely he's yeah. he's always approachable it's always good he's got always got a story to tell it's just uh yeah good lad
1: and what's I, the what's the thing what's the thing limmy always says whenever you know he he does that thing when um you know, a celebrity dies and he pretends they've met them and he's like he's oh saying, god oh, yeah, yes yeah. i met zach wilde once he was surprisingly down to earth that's and it, very yeah. funny very funny yeah yeah
0: <laughs> no that's absolutely what i'm <laughs>
1: projecting that you now. just you, you just you just limit yourself um <laughs> like the like guy think again this is the same thing as the rest of the album yeah except for that zach wilde riff
0: which is admittedly very very catchy yeah yeah no for sure i i've i've written very similar notes to previous songs two minutes 30 that lovely sort of triplets chuggy helicopter riff thing um i like that a lot and we get a like still condensed beat down but it comes at like seven minutes <laughs> mm-hmm. so again a little bit too long in the tooth this song um but i enjoyed it i was very much still having a good time with it i like the house Gajira sound. I think it's a really, really striking, really unique sound and the house the yeah. house
1: sounds. I'm just laughing at it. like it was like the the house wine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah no, absolutely so that that Tannic Gujira sound <laughs> mm, a sense of uh, <laughs>
0: mm, notes. Yeah, you can of, really uh, you can really
1: taste the the, the, the French burgundy. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was what I was getting. <laughs> No, it's, well, it's the black metal influence would be pinot, pinot Noir. There there's, a, there's, a, there's a wine-heavy metal pun you aren't expecting.
0: There we go. There we go. <laughs> no, it's really good stuff. I, I, I very much enjoyed it. But again, this back off is just a little bit too long in the tooth, isn't it? Like the songs just just go on a little bit too long, mm. unfortunately. And they just don't have the same, you know, depth of ideas that that's come before. It's, it's very much okay. Yeah, this is this freshness. is freshness. This is the Gojira sound. You know, yeah. we're going to get this now. It's running out. Like of if that you freshness. split, it,
1: yeah. but if you split it into, a, if you split it in like around the, the halfway mark, mm. you know this, this would be a perfectly fine EP. Yeah, yeah. Complete. On its own, yeah, yeah. yeah. And on all of the tracks individually, like I think I could put these on and go, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, to serious yeah. that was fun. Yeah, in the wilderness, that's a good track. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just too dense. There's yeah. it's just too much going on. No. So it's not that any individual tracks are bad or grating. It's that the whole thing in its totality is mm. just a bit much. Yeah, yeah no for sure for sure right so next up album closer is global global warming mm. 400,000 years ago Which is um, yeah, what we're what we're seeing right now, pretty much. Yeah, um, pretty much. I, and this is where the the environmental stuff's interesting because I actually felt a bit sad. Yeah, because uh, there's been all these this whole heat dome thing that's going on, and, and yep. I've actually been is really tangential but um we're uh, onboarding a new software program at work and the people that supply it are based in canada okay and um they're sort of they're somewhere in the middle of canada and um and the guy on the zoom call had a face mask on because they're dealing with all the the bushfires oh and god the, yeah um, yeah and this 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 heat dome and the the incredible heat there yeah. and, you know we went through the traumatic australian bushfires of um like it was a, like on the Black Summer of, yeah, of 2019, yeah. 2020 yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's serious shit. It, it's it's, and it's even hit. when yeah. people it's, it's all when people, when people burn eucalyptus in their back garden. Mm. You know that smell is like traumatizing to my wife because it just brings back all that firefighting. Yeah, so this yeah. is this is it, it's serious <laughs> from Mar- it is from Mars to serious <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. um, yeah, And I think that's that's actually one of the things I really like about this album as a whole is uh, I love the idea of an ecological concept album. Yeah. That's that is that's just inherently appealing to me. Of course, I really yeah. like that I really like the Gajira are um, you know, a bunch of vegan hippies that really care about the planet. Yeah. I think yeah. there's actually probably not enough probably not enough of that. No in, um, uh, no not in, in heavy metal. music
0: at all. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah no, no. I think so it's I really it's I really like important.
1: that and yeah. And and we talked, obviously we talked about um System last time around. Yep, yep. System last yeah, so we did the system double album and they're they're more politically active, but this is I think this is um this is a politics everyone can get behind because we all need to live here. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and there's a bit at the end of this about, you know, there's this line about, oh, about we'll, we will see our children growing that they repeat over and over. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I'm we're, we're talking about aging and I'm really 35 and you know, we're thinking about, you know, what we're going to do with our lives and whether we're going to have kids and stuff. Yeah. And it's definitely... You do, this is like, this is so far beyond the normal cast iron discussion. Sorry, the metal is coming. The metal is coming. No, no, it's good to get people. to People now have, people of our generation have anxiety about having kids at all. Yeah. Because they're like, well, what's the point in, you know, how could you, how could you possibly raise a kid in a world where there's going to be, you know, mass um, homelessness due to climate yeah, yeah, change? Yeah, of
0: course. No, it's, 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 um.
1: So, so this one hit home for me. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> quite, Like, at a quite deep philosophical level. Mm-hmm. For Sure, um, for sure.
0: Um, it's and then it hit hard
1: because it's got that incredible niddly riff,
0: yeah, yeah. That lovely tapped riff uh, starts at the opening, it's really, really good. It's like, again, uh, it's adding a little, a little string to their bow, um, something a little bit different. Um, we get a lot more singing on this track as well to accompany the little sort of less downtuned melody. Um, satisfying build to another rig, doomy groove at two minutes, vocal changes back to screaming. Um, but I think that's. That's kind of the structure of that song From from that point It it repeats that, that whole section again um, Again, maybe a little too long in the tooth This song um, But it's doing some interesting stuff That we haven't heard before Like you say, that lovely tapped, noodly riff um, And a little bit more singing So um, I appreciated that quite a lot um, And yeah, brings the album To a lovely close, to be honest with you I think it's a, a solid ender To the, the whole thing um, But mate, again, just as with a lot of these songs in this back half, maybe a little bit too long. Maybe it doesn't justify its length so much. But um, yeah, we've now reached the end of "From Master to by Gojira.
1: Look, I think I think global warming. That that tapped noodly riff. That is um, that's that's very much my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's um, and and apparently they don't play it live very often because it's too hard. Oh, no, fair enough. Um, yeah. I mean, what's again? You get this amazing noodly lick. You get lyrics are sort of initially quite amusing about you know four thousand years ago the space whales came yeah yep. and then you get into this <laughs> but then you get into that same swampy sludgy chorus yeah. sound for a little while mm. the, the drums in this track are phenomenal oh yeah yeah and we, we really haven't the, spoken
0: enough about how good the drums are on this entire record they're incredible yeah.
1: <laughs> and the noodling actually does change it, it, it kind of bends up and down, especially in the back half. So it, it's not actually the... Yeah. It does actually start to change yeah, and warp yeah. as you get longer into the song. Mm-hmm. And while it's extremely catchy, it's also extremely repetitive. It's nearly eight minutes. Yeah. And and that's, you know, that that's a, I think that's a, a phenomenal riff. Mm-hmm. But it's not so phenomenal that yeah, you want to hear yeah, for eight yeah, minutes yeah. on. No, lip.
0: no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, again, it's just... <sighs> There's some great ideas here, but they don't. They can't be drawn out for that long. They just don't. They just don't work on a song that long. Unfortunately, it's just it's a, it's a, it's too much the same thing. Um, but that is really my only complaint about this record. To be honest with you, like I very much enjoyed this from start to finish. I think the the sound that Kojira have is enormous. Like it's so cool. Uh, really unique. Love the guitar tone. Absolutely gorgeous stuff. Like, um, uh, and yeah, the the only thing I really come come away from this feeling was, yeah, maybe maybe we could have reined in the song lengths a little bit. And in the in the grand scheme of things, it's not really the worst <laughs> criticism of a record in the world. This is definitely one of the best things I've discovered doing this podcast. So thank you very much for uh <laughs> choosing this because um i will be buying it once we've done with this podcast <laughs> i think it's fantastic <laughs> really good, song. So,
1: Very good so, so good you're not gonna torrent it <laughs> oh no absolutely absolutely <laughs> um the I, I think i think it's a good album i think all the tracks are individually good mm. there's nothing distasteful yep. but it is too long and it is too repetitive that's fair. and and as i've said later good albums leave a little more behind yeah way of all flesh does this better Um, l'enfant sauvage is not as good an album but it's got some tracks like liquid fire which is pretty much what it says on the tin that is that is a napalm track (laughs) Um, and and i think as we get into to magma and fortitude those are those are becoming more interesting and accessible and poppy so if you're new to gojira and you bounce off this like like I have done yeah. in um, you know times past, definitely get yourself into Fortitude and Magma. There, I think that's uh, it's, a, it's a better way to build an appreciation for the signature Gujira signed, and then potentially come back to this later. Like it is a it's a good album. I can understand why it is so widely revered. Yep. it's still a bit too long. That's right. That's absolutely long. fair. And, I, it was, it and it was it was being too me. long is better than being having crap bits yeah yeah and and it's very rare we go through an album without going oh this is a crap this is a crap one yeah um, no, no no i, but I, I d- think,
0: genuinely didn't feel like yeah there was a bad song on this record maybe "World to come was probably my least favorite just because i didn't feel like it did enough to justify its length but um and and i think my least my
1: least favorite was probably in the wilderness because it was one one idea yeah, too many yeah that's uh, of, of the same thing but, yeah. and i think if you compare it if you're thinking, oh, these guys are being a bit harsh, you should go back and listen to whenever we covered Vessels by Bellacore. Oh, yeah. And that is how you do really, really long progressive metal. Yeah, yeah. Where they go, here's the best riff you've ever heard. Play it for a minute. Here's the next best riff you've ever heard. Here's the next best riff you've ever heard. <laughs> the you've ever heard. And they just go on yeah. and on and on and on and on. Oh. And it, it it's, not, it's not exhausting. No, not, at all. not at all. And you can listen to it all day, every day. And... And, and i think they so they to me would be that that they're the masters of um progressive yeah you know, more melodic obviously but that that kind of prog heavy sound that's that's how you do it yeah you need yeah. to have you need to have more ideas yeah when on this or you need to have a little more conciseness
0: yeah no i agree completely
1: but but, uh, but a very enjoyable time and um, i'm glad i took the the time to Really dig into it and fully appreciate it. No,
0: for sure, for sure. No, I. I uh, it's, now, yeah.
1: now having to pick your favorite track is going to be hard because they all sound the same.
0: Okay, all right. What are you thinking? Um, what are you thinking for me?
1: Um. Okay, just gonna, I'm just going to throw a throw a dart at the metaphorical board. <laughs> is it
0: from the sky? It isn't, I'm afraid. Um, oh, but you're, but you're close. Shit. Um, it's backbone. I think was uh, <laughs> my absolute favorite from this one. Um I'm gonna guess that yours was the heaviest matter of the universe
1: oh look i I do really like it mm. i think i think I think my favorite track's probably also backbone oh, I certainly enough, like, like fly I also really like flying wheels yeah yeah i think it's i was a really I like the it really encapsulated yeah. Yeah, but but I, but I think Heaviest Matter of the Universe" is a really great track too. Mm. Like, there's a lot, there's a lot to like. There to is a lot to like. like, and I think that's the uh, takeaway. And, I think, from, and this. "From the Sky"
0: is another really good one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think
1: I think on most days the first track I would go and listen to would be
0: "Backbone." Yeah, no, for sure. Like it's it's an absolute belter. Like there's just so much going on in that song. It's got all the gajira things that you want. It's really sort of down-tuned and crunchy and just a oh, pummery song. But then it's got all the tremolo picking and the black metal glass beats and oh it's really good really really good what what, what a song what a song have you listened to the way of all flesh yet this is the only thing i've listened to so far so is that further listening for
1: me so if you thought global warming was good but it was a bit too long and repetitive um just you wait until you listen to the first track on that, Ouroboros, It's going to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> um, whenever I, um, the former colleague I used to work with, who's a, uh, a metalhead, yep. and I'd said to her, um, oh, we're doing Gojira next. She's like, oh, she's do the way of all flesh. ouroboros is like my favorite song of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. If, I will, if you, I will if you make like sure I check that out for you, buddy. Don't you worry. To, yeah. And I, I, like part of part of me thought, oh, I wish we'd done Way of All Flesh. But again, that would just turn into this is a good song. This is a good song. Yeah. yeah. Um, much much better to have something something interesting
0: for sure. Uh, really, I I I I've come away from from Master Series feeling like I want more. And what more could you want from from a, from a, from a listen? You know, like from a first impressions of, of a band. I very much enjoyed the album and definitely want to hear more from Gajera. I think this is a a great, um, you know foundation for them to build on and from what I can gather they they only go you know they only go more interesting and you know <laughs> from here onwards so uh, yeah I yeah I can't I can't follow it further listening so on the subject of
1: yeah on the subject of from here onwards what did you pick for your further listening because I basically just picked two ocean related puns okay <laughs> <laughs> um, um, fair enough so, so what did you uh, do you want me to do you want me to go first
0: then please um, do please do
1: uh, okay, okay. So um first my first recommendation is the other prog sludge album about Wales, which is Mastodon's Leviathan. Okay, yep. Um and uh, have you have you listened to Leviathan? I have not, no. Holy shit. Okay, well that it will definitely be on the cast iron back loggets Oh I I know um, we've got a
0: Mastodon album on ooh. our list and I think it's cracked the sky, so I'm sure we're gonna have to do ooh, some Mastodon at some oh. point. Look, it's gonna be hard to pick one, yeah honestly, because they're one of my favourite bands. Um
1: but um Leviathan is um, yeah, it's a it's a concept album about Moby Dick. Yep, um, and it is a uh, it, it's just an incredible album. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll probably have to pick Leviathan, or people will complain. Oh, I've definitely heard Blood and Thunder. So um, yeah, you have heard Blood and Thunder. You might have heard like Iron Tusk and other songs. Yeah, I like definitely that. heard Iron Tusk. Um, I think Iron Tusk is but, uh, on the
0: soundtrack for a Tony Hawk's game, actually.
1: <laughs> Iron Tusk was in a, Iron Tusk and Blood and Thunder were on everything around <laughs> that kind of because I think. Um, Blood and Thunder is on the soundtrack to Project Gotham Three <laughs> on the Three Sixty. Of course, so it's, that that album was on on everything. Yep, yep. And the other one is um, another concept album about the ocean. Okay, it's by a band called The Ocean. Oh, of course, um, yeah, yeah. And and the but but not all their albums are about the ocean. <laughs> just this one, and it's called um, Pelagial. Okay, yep. So this is um, this is about the ocean. It's not just about cetaceans. Yeah. and. Um, <laughs> my further listening is the echo the dolphin cd okay. so so pelagio is really interesting because it was originally planned to be an instrumental oh, album okay and then later they kind of thought oh, this could go well with vocals and um it is a concept album about going through the various depths of the ocean yep. so the idea is that as you listen to it it kind of gets heavier and heavier <laughs> um uh and um it's um look it's not to be entered in too lightly. You, if you want to listen to it on streaming, you see it comes as a double disc. And, right. Okay. You know, one disc is with the vocals, and the other disc is without the vocals. I'd probably go with the vocals. Okay. Um, but they do really high concept, uh, death metal prog stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, about like the the reign of the dinosaurs and um, you know, every single level of the ocean and the creation of the world. So it's um, it's not light stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's—I um, just think it's a really interesting, atmospheric, just a nice, nice album to put on and, and listen to. So they're a band I've give always a, really, really wanted it. to
0: explore, and um, that album in particular. I'm just checking the lineup. Uh, so there's two members, Louis juca and Luke Hess. Uh, they left the ocean and started a band called coil guns who i absolutely adore and i've always been meaning to explore more of the ocean just off the back of how much i like coil guns Uh, coil guns are more of a hardcore punk band though um so yeah um and a band again that have passed me by that i really need to explore because i have some sort of connection to um some of the um yeah the musicians in that in that group and um yeah, I've always wanted to check them out. So maybe that's something I need to add to the list as well at some point is some ocean. It also has
1: one one similarity between that and in Gujira is um you know, he talked about the bit whenever he sees the flying whales and he goes, but it's true. <laughs> that the That Ocean album, um, they the first track is about him, you know uh, g- sort of floating about and then starting to descend into the ocean. Yeah. And it's all clean sung at the beginning. Oh, okay. And then you think, oh this is a bit lighter than I thought, and then as one point is like from one point there's only one direction. Ah. down. But the down is
2: like da <laughs> It's like so brittle.
1: Yes. it's absolutely amazing. I love it. Uh, I'll send that track to you afterwards, I think you'll enjoy it. Yep. So what were
0: your recommendations? Okay. So one I feel is pretty much on on form and another one maybe a little bit more of a wild card. Uh, the one I think is the most Similar to this record Is uh, Colours By Between the Buried and Me uh, Progressive Mm -hmm. metal album Very much influenced By death metal um, But It does The songs do open up Into more melodic sections And Then sort of Come back round To pummel you With another death metal bit Um, Really really good stuff Probably their magnum opus um, If you've never listened To Between the Buried and Me Colours is the way to go They're actually releasing A sequel album to it This year Which I've enjoyed The singles from From it so far Um but yeah, in in comparison to Gojira, it's probably less sludgy and groovy. Um, there is lots of death metal on between the very and me, but. It often opens up and expands into more of these sort of progressive melodic tracks with clean singing and stuff like that. Um, I I think I've listened to bits of Colors, but I've
1: really I'm really keen to get into them because I yeah, think they're a yeah, band yeah. I love, and they they are much more proggy because they do have like weird jazzy bits. Oh and yeah, 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 They they go off in all kinds of weird yeah. uh, directions. Oh, so for sure, be, for sure. Good, yeah. good, good shout, good, shout. And then the
0: other one, mainly because um, the atmosphere of. Um, from Master Sirius and the vocal style reminded me a lot of this. I've picked an, uh, another Strapping Young Lad record. I've gone for Alien, uh, which is probably the heaviest song, uh, heaviest album in their um, in their back catalogue. But it has a lot of that sort of groovy, atmospheric, like um, and sort of melodic, yelling vocal style. It's it's very similar in that regard. It's a lot faster. Don't get me wrong, and it's a lot more chaotic. But I feel like if you if you vibed with the atmosphere on Gojira um, from Master Sirius I think Strapping Young Lad will also absolutely hit the mark for you because it's, yeah, it's got a lot of atmospherics and, and, and stylistic choices that are quite similar in that, yeah, like there's, there's that sort of yelled melodic screaming, um, and also that sort of groovy sort of, sludgy sort of dis- disgusting guitar sound to it, and yeah, yeah, it's it's very much it very much hits the mark for me. So yeah, that was why I decided on um, Alien by Strapping Young Lad as well. So there we well, go, we have- Adam. We've we've come to the end of another there, so episode. There, there we go. So I'm going to go listen to
1: Between the Buried and Me. Yeah, um, yeah. but you. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, you've got two ways you can help support the show. Yep. Was uh, it a third way? A bag of cash? <laughs> but don't where we live. The first is to leave a review in Apple Podcasts, yep. and the most important is to share Cast Iron with a friend or two and spread the love around. Absolutely. You can find all previous episodes in your favorite podcast app. Although I have heard that there's some issues with Apple Podcasts, so I don't know try Overcast. Yep. Uh, you can
0: also find all the episodes on our website, CastIronShow.co.uk. Fantastic stuff. Thank you very much for tuning in, as per usual. This has been a really great time. I'm glad we could get back to it and do an album that I absolutely adored from start to finish. Thank you very much for your time, Alan, and we'll catch everybody next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.